Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for The Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio, our Final Fantasy XIV Square NX podcast. We're jamming. Our guests, I already see them head bobbing, head bobbing their way through the show. We've got chat. No, mine's the Final Fantasy VI theme. Oh, sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) I'm Mike Byrne. I'm your host, as always. And today, we'll be going over the live letter 69, the last 10 years, next 10 years in Final Fantasy XIV, talking a little bit about some other Square Enix news, and going through all of it with chat joining us live. Hope you can, too, sometime. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Audible, where else are we? Amazon Music. Uh, head on over to readycheckradio.com. All the socials are in the upper right-hand corner. We're about to cross a lot of thresholds here. Hopefully, you'll help us out. Give us a follow on Twitch. We're closing in on 600 followers there. Closing in on 300 subscribers on YouTube. Closing in on 200 Twitter followers. And I know those numbers mean nothing to our guest. He is looking at those numbers in the far rearview mirror. But he is my friend. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And if we could pull him away from Final Fantasy VI just for a minute... We'll introduce Mr. Michael Poveromo, a.k.a. Mr. Happy. What's up, boss? Hi. How you I'm doing? I'm here to talk about Final Fantasy. Uh, so I'm on Dino Island on Final Fantasy VI. May have been a poor decision at this point in the game. Yeah. No, I killed yeah. them both. No, that worked. I got, I got six levels off that. That worked. Okay. You got a little Tom Berry friend in the back. I love him. I love him. He's I got three, like uh, three alphas the up there, too. I see those, too. But I like the Tom Berry just kind of chilling against the wall there. Yeah, people have noticed he gets closer every time I stream. It's weird. (laughs) Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, boss? Not too much. Uh, I had to get away from King of Fighters to do this podcast. I've been playing that a lot. Oh, I'm sure you would love to. At some some point, you got to come on Gaming Gumbo. We will be talking about Street Fighter VI on Gaming Gumbo Saturday night, 7 p.m. I don't know if you want to hear my opinions about that, (laughs) but, you know, if you want to. I actually want to know if you made the logo. Like, it does look like... It's possible. Yeah, yeah. You, you too, could have paid $70 to own that logo. Yep. Come on over, Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show on Saturday. Before we get started today, obviously kind of a a weird day and a dangerous day for some out there. So please know that if you are in the Ukraine or impacted by what is going on by the Ukraine, everybody here at Ready Check Radio is absolutely praying for you. Stay safe. Stay with your loved ones. If leaving is an option, by all means, um, and, and let's hope that this gets put to bed very, very quickly. Uh, Absolutely terrible things. Our hearts are with all of you. Uh, Let's move on to some not so serious stuff. Talking about the live letter, Haps, I wanna get your impression uh, before we get into what was covered, simply because Kronos Tarkoth, who is still in the process of moving, um, we all made our kind of guesses, obviously, about it ahead of time. All we had were those two bullet points, right? The next 10 years of Final Fantasy XIV, and and Walker Q and A, uh, worked with less. Right, we have worked with. <laughs> there are some game breaker notes that I still have that I'm amazed we got to show off that day. Uh, but looking at just that, going into the live letter, did what did you really expect? Like, did what does the next ten years mean to you when you have not seen the live letter yet? 
What did you anticipate they were going to cover? Were you disappointed by it? Were you uh, overly pleased with it? Like, where did you land once you saw it? So I, I had to reiterate to a lot of people, this was not a 6.1 live letter. They right, talked right. about 6.1 Yeah, that was going to be in enough. March, and we knew that in advance. Yeah. We, but just did, we didn't know the read. date yet. Now it's we do know it's March 4th. Yeah, but people don't read, so I have to, I felt like it was my obligation to let people know this is not about 6.1. And they still kind of talked about it at a pretty serious length, I, I'd say. It was really just five minutes, but it was five minutes of here's everything that's in 6.1. They honestly could just skip the next live letter as far as I'm concerned. They're going to say the exact same thing when it comes around. But for this one, I so the big thing for me, if it's about the next 10 years, there's there's three things that people need to know about. How will the game be supported? Which, you know, they already told us before Endwalker came out they would, but again, people don't pay attention, so people still thought Endwalker was the last expansion ever. Right. They probably felt the need to let them know, the, let everyone know, it's not. It's No, really, we're going to keep... It's it's a game still, it's a promise. It's, so that was big. That was number one. Number two, systems. So if there was any major updates to gameplay systems they were planning. Um, they did kind of go into that uh, across a few various aspects. And the third was an engine update. And they didn't give us an engine update, but they did give us something that was basically in the vein of what people were expecting from an engine update. Uh, it just in a more practical, not have to rewrite the game from the ground up kind of way. So those were the three things I was expecting. I'd say that all three of those were pretty well handled, pretty well covered. I do have to agree with chat and Kronos. This was something that you said and I said when we were talking, uh, doing our live letter reaction show, which is available in the video on demand down below, that it was rather ambitious to call it the next 10 years of Final Fantasy, given that, okay, so if they say, hey, we're going to look at updating the graphics, not a full engine uh, upgrade to, to what your point was, Haps, but yeah. a graphical overhaul. And we're going to go through those in a little more detail in a bit here and show some pictures and, and get some thoughts. But we're going to be doing laying the groundwork for that leading up to 7.0. 7.0, roughly two years-ish away. So let's give them two years of the future of Final Fantasy. And then actually let's give them another year. Let You know what? Let's be generous and give them another two years to actually fully implement the stuff that they're going to be laying the groundwork for that's four years total being very very generous all about semantics up in here <laughs> well i mean the difference between the next decade and the next four years is a pretty big difference in what expectation you were kind uh, trying to set for the audience chronos yeah i mean i i didn't have too much issue with it though but i mean yeah it was i guess slightly I mean, I feel like more like the things that they drew out to were like things they're going to continue to do for 10 years. I, I kind of took it that way, too, where it's like, hey, we're going to turn this into like a solo experience, all that kind of stuff. So I still feel like we got some of that. But I mean, yeah, if you want to be like really particular, like, technically, it's like, yeah, like four years if you want to be nice. But Right. But a lot of that solo stuff, again, we'll break down the contents in a minute. Yeah. A lot of that solo stuff is coming in the next couple of patches. It's coming in True. the next yeah. year, not well, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I was saying like it, it just felt like they were also stating goals that they're going to continue to do is, is kind of where I was what I was saying. So like, uh, like I think they're going to keep doing those things. At least that's how I took it. So uh, as part of that what, what did you walk away with overall? Like, what, was it a thumbs up? Was it a thumbs down for you, uh, Kronos? I, I went to this not expecting to really like it, and I came out of it 
kind of one of the better live letters for me to watch, honestly. Uh, because I feel like, I mean, I expected kind of similar stuff to what Happy said, but not to the, I didn't think we were going to get like screenshots of stuff. I really didn't. But I guess when you look back on it, like they had to like kind of show something. Um, so I was kind of glad that we got to see more than I thought we would see. I thought they were going to touch a little bit more on six one. I know like they said they weren't, but sometimes they still do. But I- I'm fine with like what they showed. Um, yeah, so I- I'd say overall, I was pretty happy with it. So I'm kind of a mixed on this. I left the live letter saying this was pleasantly surprising compared to what I expected. You know, and Kronos, you kind of were at the same bucket with me at the end of the the live letter we were like you know what they did better than i thought they were going to do with this generic ass topic that they came to the show with uh there was more detail than i thought that they would they would be willing to drop so from a content perspective i was pleasantly surprised and happy with the content that said haps i don't even think this needed to be a thing (laughs) like (laughs) as much as i liked watching it and liked what was there and thought that they did show more than i expected them to show I probably like I feel like this and I told Kronos you used the same thing like I feel like this was hey if our next live letter isn't going to be until March and focus on 6-1 I feel like we really got to get something up a little earlier than that can we throw together a couple of hours like almost this like this was a checkbox let's not go too long without showing something stream than a true producer's live letter I feel that way about most live letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, this was better than a, a lot of live letters we've had. Like, I've, they've had live letters completely committed to like, oh, this is about 6.1, and we have a guest coming on, and it's 45 minutes of 6.1, and then three hours of them shooting the shit with a guest. <laughs> or an hour of teaching you triple triad. Yeah, or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, there was This was no nonsense, so it was... It was that's why I really like this one. I just didn't have to sit through. And another thing, and this is something that we're going to lose in the next live letter, it was also still English translated, so I never really felt like I was left out like you normally do with some of the other ones in their later halves, which is what really makes it hard to stay committed to it. Um, but we're going <laughs> it to was yeah, interesting. Go to no English audio. It yeah. W- yeah. <laughs> Uber's right. An hour plus explaining belts. Oh, my God. Yes, that hurt. That hurt. Uh, So let's talk about some of the actual content then. This was kind of like their roadmap up to 7.0. You already mentioned, Kronos, this kind of... They want to make the game both uh, an MMO multiplayer game and a single-player game. They've said a lot about the feedback they get. Oh, I've played all the Final Fantasies besides 11 and 14 because they're the, the online ones and how they don't like that. They want 14 to kind of just be considered a Final Fantasy mainline title, even for the single players, and that they viewed the biggest hindrance to that to be the requirement of multiplayer content, whether that be dungeons, trials, or things like that in the storylines, having to do things with people. I would put forward that, no, the biggest hindrance for that is the sub, but uh, after Heaven's Word, of course, uh, because the critically acclaimed MMO trial uh, is back, is back, it's back, it's back, it's back. But they are going to be expanding trust, something we've all known they were going to do for a while. Like that's not a surprise to any of us. Is it enough to get new players? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. But they did also say uh, about talk about different changes to some key story beats 
that have generally been eight player now becoming four player. They did address a common question we've always had about trusts being expanded into a Realm Reborn or Heavensward content. What characters would you use? Because at some points in the story, those characters aren't available. So are you somehow magically able to take them? Uh, and we kind of got this answer of, oh yeah, you're you're a platoon. You're going to bring those. Yeah, <laughs> you'll just bring those, Kronos. So what did you think of this focus on trying to make it more solo player friendly? Because I got to be honest, in my X10 whatever years of Final Fantasy fourteen. I generally have not considered Final Fantasy XIV to be solo unfriendly like I do a lot of other MMOs. Are there things you have to do with other people? Yes. But I've always kind of viewed it in the same line as you can get through 90% of the content yourself. Uh, this kind of just pushes it over that to get to that 100 mark eventually. I, I think, too, it's about immersion for those players. Like, I, I don't play the game for that reason, but I know there are people that do. Um, and so this kind of like and trusts are like a, a great thing I think overall so like adding those backwards I think was just something that was definitely going to happen they'll figure out how to do it and I think it will be overall a good thing the only thing I'm kind of worried about I guess is for people that still want to play with other people is it going to impact their cues or anything I don't think so but I mean I guess that's just something in the back of my mind the only thing I do find weird about like that whole point where they're saying like there are people that don't play 11 and 14 correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not really an 11 player don't they have like trust in that game that you can like take through the whole game? Yeah, so they're and, way more effective. Yeah, they're way more effective. So okay. yeah, Takal is kind of mentioning Final Fantasy XI here too, and I'm going to assume that it's just been a while since uh, since my man's checked out Final Fantasy XI. Uh, it is incredibly easy to do an awful lot in Final Fantasy XI these days, just without even speaking to another person. Uh, the trust system is an open world thing that you just literally can take five of them walking around with you for this just squad of six people to go and merc content. Uh, yeah. So it is it has changed quite a bit over the years, and they even referenced that. Haps they even said, "Hey, you know, Final Fantasy XI has made itself more solo friendly over the years, but we're looking to take it even further." I didn't exactly understand how much further they could possibly take it now that Final Fantasy XI is, if you still, you still got to give it some time to get uh, acclimated. But once you give it that time, it is generally pretty solo friendly unless you are talking about the endest of endgame content in XI. So here's the thing. Yes, XI is solo friendly to get through it. But how would I put this? Because I've obviously I've played it a lot. You've dabbled. You've dabbled. Yeah, no, I have a few relics under my belt at this point. Um, the other people element is still very prevalent when you're going through right now, um, and it doesn't. The way trusts supplement your gameplay there, they don't supplement the. Story, no. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Well, I mean, it does to me because I have the same experience in the damn game as you do. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're there and they're helping you, but there is no immersion. There is no. Oh, it totally breaks it. Yeah. It yeah. Totally it, it. It, you can literally be fighting the boss of the character you have as a trust. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's there's absolutely no rhyme or reason, and they do try to explain it 
like how it even works mechanically, but that doesn't do anything to make you suddenly feel like what you're doing. But that is also because Final Fantasy XI is not linear, so like everything can happen completely out of order, and it's you just have to accept that it's happened in a different order unless they make you do it in a specific order. So there's all sorts of weird inconsistencies that fourteen will not have to deal with as like a downside. So that might be what they mean. I do like how they did specifically call out a few things uh, on the trust system. Then, And this is obviously going to be implemented over all the 6.x patches, so incremental uh, across the patch cycle. But they, uh, one of the first questions that obviously pops to your head is, okay, can we have eight-person trials uh, be trust compatible? Uh, and basically the answer to that is no, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, we went ahead and tried that with the, the second trial in, in Endwalker where the resources involved, we're not going to try to retrofit all that old, uh, eight, eight person content, but then you kind of ask the question, uh, Kronos during the stream of, wait a minute, what about like Cape Westwind? What about Castro Meridianum? What about Praetorium? Those core you gotta play them for the story eight person things and they just said oh yeah 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 no we got you we got you we're gonna go ahead and make them four person <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and make them four person don't worry about that and then yes you can go ahead and use the trust so i guess that's one way around the system i i do kind of like this approach i like things being more accessible to more players i shouldn't say accessible that has a different meaning more um accommodating to newer players or people that uh, haven't played the game before. I do like that. But I do think there is a concern that that could, uh, you know, impact the matchmaking system to a certain extent, uh, specifically if you're going for things like your MSQ um, trial, where now some of those things are queuing up with smaller groups, therefore the DPS is, is taking a little longer to queue up, because you can't get through it on the same number of tanks and healers now. So there are some concerns there. I, it, maybe it's just something we'll have to see in action, though. I don't know. I'm not concerned. Yeah, I don't think it'll be... I mean, I think it's a valid concern, but I don't think it's really going to be much of it. Because if you look at it, like, the trust is, exists in Endwalker, right? And there's still plenty of people just queuing up, doing regular stuff. Now, I guess when you think about it, it's older content. But I think roulettes also help kind of solve the issue a little bit. Like people are going to be queuing for those, and now you got the MSQ is probably. I think they said it's going to be combined right into like another. I don't think it's going to be its own roulette anymore. Right. Since it's like a four man dungeon. I don't remember um, what they said about MSQ roulette? To be honest, okay. they might not have said that, but I, I assume that that's going to go away. But maybe not. Maybe they'll keep it separate. Just let me skip cutscenes again. <laughs> now that so, you can, but, if you can do it, trust us. Let me skip cutscenes. All right. So let's ask. Let me ask the ultimate question then. The reason this is being done is not for Happy, it's not for Kronos, it's not right. for me, it's not for anybody likely watching this show. You're probably already invested in Final Fantasy XIV to be searching out and watching podcasts about said game. This is for the people that have never tried the game before or have tried the game and for one reason or another, possibly the fact that they had to interact with people, uh, didn't. it wasn't for them. And they didn't want to play it. Are yeah. there enough of those people? Like, are there enough enough people in that very specific audience 
that this level of time, resources, and money is worth it. As soon as they even just announced Trust for Shadowbringers, I had saw tons of interest spike. So I'm going to say, yeah, there's always more people. I, I think, I think too, you might be slightly discounting the people that are going to go back and play through the game again with Trust too. Like, I think there is people that will do that. I think there are people that are like, they love the game so much, they love the characters. It'll give them a reason to go back through and play like ARR Heavensward Stormblood with like that full on immersion. Play, feel, make it feel like they're playing an offline RPG essentially. Um, now, I don't know what they're going to do with like Heavensward Trials and Stormblood Trials since those are, they didn't say anything about those reducing from eight to four or anything like that. But, right. Not yet. Not yet, at least. Um, that might be something they think about. I don't know. But I, I think, I think there'll be a people that also will replay it. I think that's also like a, a crowd, but like I, I don't know. I I just think it was lot like logical for them to do this, and I don't really have any problem as a person who really is largely unaffected by it with them like using effort to do it. So they're sparing no expense. <laughs> they're sparing Words. no expense. Whatever works. Speaking of expenses, before we get to the graphical portion of this, there was an interesting bit in pre-show that if you just showed up for the live letter. You may have missed. And I'm not talking about Yoshi P uh, giving anecdotes about employees, new employees, and their mothers meeting him and him looking like his typical rock star self and not like, you know, <laughs> the president. I swear, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, I, was, I didn't think that she started hitting on him or something. Right. I was just... I was like, is this about to be Yoshi P has game? Yoshi P did talk about NFTs and blockchain technology as it relates to Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, he has seen that there has been a lot of concern after Square Enix's uh, presidential letter espousing the benefits and the focus this year on NFTs, blockchain technology, and metaverses. And he was very quick to and very direct to say that, yeah, NFTs aren't coming to Final Fantasy anytime soon. That's not in our plan at the moment. That's just not part of the plan. Uh, and I think I, I, the one thing that I said back when, you know, this was initially posed as a question was, I don't think so. I didn't think it would just because the game wasn't built for that. You would have to literally change a lot of the way the game functions to kind of cram them in there. And Yoshi P and team are not about that type of development. So I just thought it was unlikely that they would come anyway. That should have been a good moment for a lot of people. No NFTs coming to Final Fantasy. That's not in their current plans. Doesn't mean it can't be in their future plans, I guess. But I would still hold to my guns that we're probably not going to see those. He did, however, go out of his way, Haps, to say, okay, one, NFTs and blockchain are two entirely different things for those of you that kind of conflate the two together. Um, yes, you often see them used in conjunction with themselves and other technologies, but he views them as two totally different things because they are and sees that they could be used in two totally different ways because they can. And he even feels like there could be good spaces in games for both of those things, uh, provided the game was fun by itself, first off, <laughs> that being the, the huge focus. And he actually even offered, he was like, hey, if there's any press that wants to talk to me, about this and not talk about Final Fan. I'd love to sit down and talk about NFTs and blockchain and where I think we could go with it. 
Uh, I think that probably made a lot of Final Fantasy XIV people feel good, but then also go, oh, man, even he's open to it. Oh, even he's open to it somewhere else. Oh, well, as long as it's not in my Final Fantasy fourteen, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. How do you, we, Haps, we haven't ever talked about that. What do you think of, like, blockchain, NFTs, in gaming, that type of, of stuff? I... <laughs> I think that the industry has been bouncing around the idea of these things for 20 years and we've just never given them a name before <laughs> because I, I can I can think of so many times where like, in fact, just today we were making the joke about how, um, what are they called? Uh, the steam, steam cards. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Steam cards oh, yeah, yeah. Original NFTs, man. <laughs> That was it. And I was just like, it's. I'm just like, listen, I'm saying it as a joke, but realistically, companies have been looking to do exactly that for a long time. So I don't know why it would blindside anybody that they, but it also, they're just looking at it because they see a, like a few big dollar signs around it. And it doesn't seem like it's a practice. Like they're not, I don't believe that there's there, anyone's actually looking at practical applications of any of this stuff because it's too easy to abuse. I think everyone who says that they're, like no it can it can we can do it it can be applied as like show me one case of it being done without a scam being involved and maybe i'll i'll, I'll get on board because happy that's <laughs> what nft means you can't scam it it's non-fungible no, brother means no fucking thanks is what it means <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've kind of been this proponent of not i'm not a huge guy with nfts but as far as blockchain technology goes I do think there are benefits to the gaming world for actual blockchain technology. The idea that games could share a space and a economic reservoir, so to speak, that makes all the digital goods ownable by players and tradable at will. In, in an ideal world, right, there is, I would love to give you, Happy, this minion in Final Fantasy XIV, and you give me this card in Hearthstone, right? That would be a, a great gaming world the downside and why i think you know it'll never ever reach its potential that it could potentially have is because the companies are not going to look at it through the lens of what would be really cool for the consumers they're going to look at it through the lens of how can we implement this and make money off of it by artificially making things rare or harder to obtain or by tacking on fees on both the acquiring and the trading and or selling of these digital items that we are responsible for making. And there's no incentive for all these companies or multiple big companies to work together anyway. Why would Blizzard allow you to give up their Hearthstone card to a Final Fantasy XIV uh, minion trade? You know, what? what's the incentive there? Unless I'm getting a piece of the pie, no, I don't want to be part of your blockchain. So I always view it as like there is something cool that could be done there, but I don't think it'll ever fully be realized in a way that's beneficial to players. Kronos, oh. what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. To me, like, I, I agree with Haps, though. Like, I, until I see where it doesn't feel scammy, like, I just, I'm not going to believe in it, really. So I'm glad it's not in the game that I want to play, or at least that's the plan. Uh, Uber Fuzzy, for your comment in chat, uh, I thank you. And you have just won... The Mona Lisa. I'll send you the receipt later. Uh, you now own the Mona Lisa, and if anybody ever questions it, show them the receipt. I can I can draw Mona Lenny for you. <laughs> Mona Lisa, but it's got a Lenny face on it. 
Uh, to call, fine, explain to me what the hell blockchain is. Uh, short version, blockchain is a technology in the background that is able to, across hundreds and thousands of computers, hold a ledger that lets everybody know who owns what, where at any given time. You see it used a lot right now in cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, things like, and things like that. Every transaction in Bitcoin is registered in all the ledgers on a blockchain. And it allows those users to also trade or buy the goods as they will. So what this would allow you to do, blockchain, that's very short, very simple version of it, would allow you to, hey, if you own all the digital goods, the blockchain that is built uh, has all the ledgers saying, Mike owns these, Mr. Happy owns these, these two are trading, and now there can be no um, messing with that transaction because it isn't just my ledger that says, I gave Happy that minion, he gave me that card. It is hundreds, if not thousands of ledgers. The idea behind it is that there is no centralized control mechanism. In the financial industry, that would be your bank. In cryptocurrencies, there is no centralized control mechanism. There is no bank. All the uh, blockchain units have the ledger and see all the trades going back and forth. Very easy, overly simplistic. Blockchain fans don't get mad at me. I'm talking Final Fantasy 14 today, not blockchain. Want to talk about it more? Come to one of the regular streams. We'll talk about it in great detail. What else did we get to? Well, let's talk about the graphics overhaul. Uh, I did think it was interesting right off the bat. They said, by the way, this does not mean that PS4 support <laughs> is going to end in 7.0. Uh, they know their fan base they definitely. <laughs> well. Although, you know what it was, though? He was reading Twitch chat live, which is a brave thing. Yeah, so. he always He's does. He's done it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, which is a brave thing it every definitely time. Is. It definitely is. <laughs> Uh, now, all of these things, these graphical improvements are going to be happening. Well, the groundwork for it will be happening over the 6.x series. So we aren't going to see these anytime soon, gang. These are at minimum two years away as far as being implemented in Final Fantasy XIV to any great degree. Uh, quoting Yoshi uh, P, he said, Our game has been in operation for 11 years. We have an insane amount of assets. If we attempted to update every asset at the same time, there would be issues with conversion er errors or it would take a lot of time. Consulting with the graphics team, it's best done in phases. That's why you're going to see this, you know, per patch, a uh, little bit of updating and prepping the groundwork uh, approach that they're taking. And then they're going to start implementing this stuff in 7.0. So you'll see, you know, maybe we'll get notes. Maybe it'll be in the patch notes, like stuff that they're doing in the background, but don't expect to see it in game. Uh, this is in, not just improving overall aesthetics of characters or NPCs, but this is testing shaders, writing programs, covering, uh, uh, converting assets to all this news. Like, there is a lot going on. And we got to see what could potentially be. Like, he was very careful. <laughs> he was like, it might look like this. It might look a little better. It might not look quite this good because when we've got to render a hundred of them and all the effects in one area, things can get a little challenging. So the first thing, one of the first things we got to see were some of the character visuals. We're not going to flip through all of them, but uh, a little, he did try and troll everybody, by the way. He put up that first image that was very uncanny valley 
Kronos and I did not fall for it. Happy, did you? We we looked at it and we were like, we don't like this. We don't, you know what? I wasn't even like thinking about whether it was real or not. I just went, ugh, that's hideous. That's, that's what I said too. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, he looks real look tired. The, dude. Look at the pores. <laughs> ugh, that's that's not it. And then so, they said it wasn't it, and I was like, oh, thank okay. God. Well, yeah, both Kronos and I were like, I I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, so here's taking a look at uh, here with shaders, with high-res shaders. To call saying the hair ain't getting no better, though. I actually think the hair is a little bit better, but, yeah, it's it, it, this is also a shaders test, though, so it's not going to have a huge impact on, on hair, per se. Right. I do like it. I do like it. Definitely an improvement. Definitely an improvement. We got to see some additional lighting stuff. This was one of my favorite shots here. Kronos, you like this shot too from Charlian with uh, the improved lighting in the background and the new shadow effects uh, caused by the lighting on the table. I I think my favorite one was the Thavnir one, actually. I thought like the stuff, I thought that was pretty cool. I think I think this is like overall just great. I mean, it's like a logical next step, right? They have to improve on this stuff. Yeah. I just can't wait till the to see the stuff they don't change, so I can wear my pixelated retro armor. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second because <laughs> we were we were having a good time with that one. This is one that a lot of people actually didn't like. Haps was the improved shadow resolution on uh, Titania. Now, the really? reason that they were saying they did not like it was because the enhanced lighting changed the uh, aesthetic of the arena. Yoshi P did take a time, take some time out to say, okay, look, this isn't necessarily the way we're going to do it. I just asked the lighting team when they were doing these mock-ups to really make it pop so that you could see the potential of what we could do. And so I had them use red lighting in some of these areas where we might just use natural sunlight effects when we actually do it. So he's like, these stairs, and I really just wanted you to see the detail of the stairs and the archways over the windows and some of those details in the environmental creation that just get lost uh, because you're focused on the fight and the room's a little darker. It may not look this like this type of coloring. Uh, I just really wanted it to pop. So rest rest easy, guys. It might not be, you know, like this. I actually, I actually loved it, but apparently yeah, so some people I. did not. <laughs> Okay. I, I think the the thing that I heard was that like she's supposed to be like in a gloomy like yeah like, yeah 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 dark yeah, damp castle. castle yeah it's her own words yeah yep what's up rude thirty three hell yeah always always fun to hang out with the hapster always fun even if he's playing Final no, Fantasy six hey I listen I found my strat I'm 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 getting those levels man this was my favorite yeah it's mine too was yeah. the more environmental objects now. It was my favorite because I think it looks cool, right? Yeah. But I also thought, like, there is a danger in them just getting environmental object happy, not to use the, the term happy <laughs> loosely. But I think they, they, I did, they did strike a balance here. I, I like that it looks busier. It looks more like what you would imagine. But there's also, I, Kronos, we said this before. It was like, you know, I never really walked through there and was like, this is bare. There's the, yeah. and then when I saw this, I was like, "Fuck, that place is pretty bare, actually." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it makes you feel like it is, like when you look at the after image, and then like you know, I, I know we joked about like the blades of grass and stuff, but man, the steps look really cool. I don't know. Yeah, like, I actually I, yeah, love I that all the stones me, yeah. like 
some of them are unevenly worn or discolored because that's the way you would pull them. That's the way you would pull them. I loved this image. I love this image. Oh, I could, uh, hey guys, you guys want to buy some followers? <laughs> Bye. Those have been rampant in the past couple months. Yeah, they have. Bye. I really like this one. Uh, yeah, return of the 15k polygon flower pot. Super fuzzy. <laughs> no more objects, just not more polygons per object. <laughs> They're not planning or aiming for a realistical graph or realistic graphical style. The team's just been testing these overhauls for about five weeks. They're encouraged by the results, but they are aiming higher than this. I still can't believe he still had to reiterate that they can't make the game look like Horizon. Yeah, like, he said that like it, a dozen times too. You could tell that he is super, super impressed with Horizon. He More was, so, I think. I think he just doesn't want. Like, he, it's it's like a recency thing. Like, listen, I know that this is like out today, so let's yeah. make sure the game is good, and we might get 4K grapes. Tarkoth is right. Tarkoth, Tarkoth is right. 4K. He grapes. did say that. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. He did read Twitch chat to get that comment. So, uh, this does mean patch cycles are a changing. Patch cycles are a changing. I expected this. Did you? Yep. So funny thing. Um, it was already a lie before he even said they were correcting it because <laughs> it's already 17 weeks minimum between patches now, yeah. which is not three and a half months unless one of those, unless two of those months have five Tuesdays, I guess. Um, but I, that doesn't mean that suddenly it's still 17 weeks and they're just more on. It means 19 weeks is what it means. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, we've I'm kind of surprised. already been living through this, Kronos. Uh, yeah, with, we, yeah, we, yeah, we beta yeah. tested this in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can look at it that way, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> we've already been through this. But they did give a rundown. I'm just going to hit the high points, and you can let me know what you think. Happy in 6.1, you're getting your boy Hildebrand back. Somehow, I'm so glad to see that confirmed. Somehow further Hildebrand so adventures. In they they said they were going to do it, but I was so glad. I, so here's, here's the big thing. There's actually a bigger takeaway from that than people are getting give, giving credit for. They specifically skipped Shadowbringers because they said they were rushing through. Like They just kept making Hildebrand content on demand because people were asking for it. And they ran into the issue of we can't keep up. Like, we're not planning to make Hildebrand stuff, but people keep asking for it. So in Shadowbringers, they took a break, and now this is a full-fledged, just like a Realm Reborn value Hildebrand adventure. And good, because that's why people wanted more, and both Heavensward and Stormblood were kind of like shoddily thrown together, and it just it wasn't as impressive. Getting a new series of side quests called Tataru's Grand Endeavor, also running from 6.1 through 6.5. Crystalline uh, Conflict, the new PvP mode will be added. Haps, I still have that video for you next time I'm on State of the Realm. I can't wait. Showcasing my PvP talents. I did finish <laughs> getting all three of those freaking minions that I had put off forever. The Wolfmark minions. I know, I know, I know. Uh, and then new Beast Tribe quests, but don't call them Beast Tribes. Just call them Tribes now. <laughs> Just... Whatever. I guess we're gonna get some tribes that are humanoid. Is is the is the takeaway there? We're not gonna call them beasts anymore. Kronos, I'm gonna give you thirty seconds. You're getting an ultimate. <laughs> the two, two ultimates. Yeah, you are. You they are. said two. I was talking about yeah, six were... one here, but yeah, you could yeah. talk about both. Go ahead. Yeah, they they promised two. That's all that matters to me. 
You I were, saw the second one. You were still hopeful for a third as we I, were going along. I saw along. the second one, and they did it. They hadn't ended it yet, so I was like, maybe there's a third. But I kind of knew there wasn't probably going to be a third. So, but maybe there's still a third. We don't know, dude. They said everything that there was things on on the slide that could be there. So that's copium talking, I guess. But it's probably only two. <laughs> In 6-2, we're getting a few of the trust updates and things like that, The one and Ishgard housing, of course. The one big thing that I want to talk about, <laughs> I just barely out of the corner of my eye saw what happened, <laughs> is the Criterion Dungeon. So we're going to get yeah. a feature called a Criterion Dungeon that scales in difficulty, whether you have one two, three, or four people in your party. Now, initially, the slide just said, you know, a, a scaling difficulty. And so I was kind of intrigued. Then when I found out it was just sheerly based on how many people were in your party, I was a little bit let down. We're also going to get Criterion Dungeon 2 and 3 later in the Six Dot series. We don't know a lot about the plans for these dungeons, I want dungeon new dungeon content, Haps. I want more difficult four-person dungeon content. I'm not alone in that. Yoshi P has previously said, I get that a lot, particularly from North American audiences that want harder four-person content. Uh, it's something we're looking at. Is this going to be it? Or is this going to be a, well, that's cool to run solo. Uh, let me clear it with two, three, and four to get the achievements and then never run it again. Um, the word scaling is uh, slippery. It is slope. <laughs> <laughs> um, largely because it depends on if they mean that it actually gets harder with four people, or if it just supports four people. Meaning that an enemy maybe hits harder, or has more health, or something in that capacity. Yeah, if it's just a number fluff, you know when there's one, two, three, or four people here, that's not scaling difficulty to me. That is, yeah, it, it that is, is, that is an exponential numbers increase is all it is. Right. Um, I am in the boat that it'll probably be exactly that. Mm -hmm. that um, so I, I would, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's hard for me to expect that it would be anything else. There's no reason for me to expect it would be anything else. Uh, yeah. They've never given me the propensity to accept that it could even happen. We've said it often happened. on this show. Dungeons are a very, very fun piece of content. However, uh, that said, I do believe it is one of the biggest areas of opportunity for Final Fantasy XIV as well. Um, in six, that's going to be expanded in six four and six five, where we'll get Criterion Dungeons number two and number three, additional areas for Island Sanctuary as well. The other biggie that we'll hit before we roll on to some other news here is six dot three, bringing with it a new deep dungeon. We knew this. We knew this. We did know this. Now confirmed on a slide. Because all we knew, right, was we've had lots of people ask if we're going to do more deep dungeon content. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's like, well, now we know 6.3. Where's it going to be? I'm putting you on the spot, Haps. Where do you think it's going to be? The moon. You think it's the moon, too? Kronos, that was your guess, your first that guess, too. That was my guess, yeah. That was I think it just makes sense. Too. It just makes sense. I don't know. That was our big Zodiac fight area. 
I don't know. Yeah, and there's going to be like it's going to be like the remnants of his ether over the last twelve thousand years of dug deep. Or <laughs> yeah, something. he just yeah. hey that big, hole, big hole, that big hole, jump big on hole. in, <laughs> jump on. No, in. I, I think that's it. I think it is that hole. I think that's it the goes. Entrance. It goes down two hundred floors. Go ahead, have fun, have fun. Uh, and then yeah, all of our you know myths raid alliance raid and all the usual stuff. Honestly, I went back and we we stopped watching live when they got to the QA. Um, I went back and watched it, and honestly, I don't really have anything to bring to the show about this. Was there something in the Q&A that you particularly liked? Not to say that I didn't enjoy like an in-depth lore discussion. I'm no ethicist, like I don't dive into it to that extent, but I do enjoy lore and I liked, but it, it just also seemed like we needed some content, so ask us Endwalker questions. Um, some, some of it was cool, like that, that they don't. I don't too. know. I was a little. They said they were adjusting El- Living Dead, dude. That's all I needed to hear. They said Living Dead was getting adjusted. They uh, they acknowledged. Oh, he had like, to age. though, because he made that joke earlier in the live show about yeah. Living Dead. But now he's on the yeah. hook. He's on the hook now. He has to do something. Yeah. Uh, they also acknowledged White Mage, which made me a little happy because I was worried that like White Mage was still gonna get kind of like swept under with how bad Machinist is kind of performing too. Um. And then they, he did mention, too, I think we had brought this up when we were watching it live, because they didn't talk about the data center travel, but he did specifically mention in the Q&A, I think it 618. was 6.18. Yeah, yeah. Though they, they mentioned it in the live letter, too. Okay. Yeah, right at the tail end, or not the live letter, the, like, 10 years segment. Right okay. at yeah, the tail the end. Live letter, yeah. Right at the tail end before they went on their break before the Q&A, he saw that people were asking about it in chat, and he said, oh, yeah, sorry, 6.18. Um, is the data center travel? Because I had I tweeted wanted... out before that, and then a slide di- or a slide tweeted out, and I replied to him. I said, "I just said this on stream, same thing." Because Sly was like, um, "They did not mention data center travel at all." I, I, I kind of did like that. They kind of left it open ended that they wouldn't confirm that Zedos is dead. I don't know if like yeah. you don't call that. like that kind of like I don't want that guy back alive, man. Just leave him dead. Please. There were a lot of questions though that they hemmed and hawed on. Like the, it was kind of like, it, it, at some moments it was actually uncomfortable to watch. Like they didn't, they they either didn't know the answer or just weren't ready to talk about it because they might be doing something else with certain things. But they did leave quite a few questions, just like, mm, stay tuned. He he likes to do that. You know he likes to do that. Right, sure but do. don't hold a Q and A about Endwalker. <laughs> When it's the end of the storyline, it's not like you can say, oh, well, you know, we might be doing something in the next patch with that. This stuff should be, you know, main story-wise, done. You should be able to answer all the questions now. No. (laughs) Yes. No. (laughs) They might use it later. Yeah. Couple items post live letter. We already mentioned free trial is back, baby. You can do that. And for those of you maybe newer to the game or returning to the game, if you want to get your crafting and gathering on, there is a new subsite on the 14 website specifically for crafting and gathering, a guide for all of the jobs. You can go ahead and click on any job and it will run you through all of the abilities, the actions, the traits. And then there are like kind of here's key features, here's what they can do, here's how to get started. So uh, I thought it was, you know, it doesn't didn't give much for players like us, I'm sure. But if you are just starting, 
Final Fantasy XIV does have a rather robust crafting and gathering system that can take a little bit of finagling to get used to. Uh, so it was a, I thought it was a nifty site. Uh, Final Fantasy, or I'm sorry, Square Enix. In other Square Enix news, the financial reports came out February 4th, uh, or were discussed February 4th, but now they are publicly available. And I just want to say I'm sure you're all shocked that Final Fantasy 14 is a huge reason that uh, Square Enix did pretty well in 2021. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not seeing that one coming. Sure, nobody, nobody knew, nobody knew. On the flip side of that, though, apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy was a little bit of a disappointment, which is really odd to me, Kronos, because that game was really well received, even by people that generally aren't comics or Guardians of the Galaxy fans like myself, and seemed to be selling well and is a game of the year contender at some places last year. Yeah, like there's two things I take away from this. One, I want to know what their target was. Maybe it was like insanely high. And two, did Avengers actually hurt this game? I, I thought the same thing, the second point on there, but it did not. We don't know their targets or how many units they've sold, but they, they said it was disappointing. It didn't meet those targets. But remember... Uh, that's something that happened. Square Enix did the same thing with Hitman. They did the same thing with Tomb Raider. They did the same thing with Outriders. Uh, you know, has Outriders, has has people can fly been paid yet? I have no idea. Like, I have no update on that story on whether or not they started seeing royalties from the game or not because Square Enix wasn't paying them because it hadn't recouped costs yet. Like, at what point do you look at a company, no matter how much you may love products that company dishes out, Haps, and say, guys, something is seriously wrong with your expectation setting for targets when these multi-million dollar game of the year or unit movers, game of the year contenders, when they're not meeting your targets, perhaps it's not the games that are always the problem. Yeah, I do wonder, uh, for, regardless of the, the, the company, it's one of the only companies I ever hear, period, has that expect, like makes it public. I, I don't think I've ever heard another company other than outright saying that it, it was bad, <laughs> say that it wasn't, quote, meeting expectations. You know who you is right one? now? Yes, I can. EA. Uh, Really? Yeah. EA has called Battlefield 2042 a disappointment in multiple different ways. In fact, we have more details on that story on Saturday's Gaming Gumbo at 7 p.m. this Saturday. There's even more on that front on who they're blaming and why. But yeah, EA, uh, for instance, has publicly called uh, Battlefield 2042 disappointing as far as sales and performance goes. I've heard Capcom do it a couple times, but that's about Yeah, it. but they just paint yeah. it with a shitty logo when they say it. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. <laughs> they just stop making Mega Man games is what they do. Azazel but, Husky yeah. in chat says Avengers definitely had an impact on people wanting to try Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. ultimately an issue with Square Enix having too big of expectations. Like, I, I, I bought that game. like I was very hesitant. I was glad that I bought it, though, because I think that game's amazing. Uh, Guardians. But like I was hesitant because Avengers exists. 
So I don't yeah. blame anybody. But that should have also been factored into their expectations, True. right? Realistically, yeah. so they also uh, it is weird. They also put Final Fantasy VII remake, the PC version, on that same block and said, "Yeah, it's got a fair response." <laughs> Did not have a fair response for anyone who followed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did not have a fair Square Enix has all bad track record with PC ports. Let me tell they you, really do they? Really, really do. And what what makes that a little concerning is that they're now considering making more HD 2D remakes of old SEN, SNES games to get them onto PC and Switch and things like that. <sighs> they're not. I mean, you're you've been sitting there playing Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster all show, haps. How, yeah. how how is it so far? Like you've played through all the pixel remasters, what were your general consensus? Like, would you be more in favor of some of those SNES titles coming back in this in a like an HD? They do what they did remake? in this game. They do because, what they did in this. Game. Yeah, but you look they put at, more effort into this though. They, they did because tell. then you go and look at things like the Chrono Trigger port to PC, and that's just total butts of the 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 mobile version. It's just awful. Like they do have this awful track record with bringing things to PC sometimes where it's. You can clearly tell they just wanted to make a quick couple of bucks here where the Pixel remasters uh, seem to have a little bit more love and passion put into them, even if they don't always do everything right, you know, texts, uh, fonts, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to be doing more of it. They're going to be doing more of it. Are you for it? Yeah. I mean, I... How do I put this? If they don't, if they do it poorly, we'll 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 make sure they notice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that we'll we'll make sure they notice. Um, but I mean, they Final Fantasy VI. You can tell what they really can do if they really want to do it. Is the big thing that I I took away from it because I don't want to spoil anything major. It's something they said publicly, but it's something a lot of people probably missed. But they made adjustments to a very popular scene in this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Version Everybody's the seen the headlines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't mind me saying, uh, yeah, they... go for it. Hey, spoilers, gang! If you really, really don't want this spoiled for I'm you, I'm not going to spoil the story. Yeah, just it's not going to spoil difference. the story. But there's a difference if you're an SNES fan and you're coming into this one. Okay, yeah. if you're forewarned. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so the opera scene has been completely redone in a 2.5D style, and it's been fully voiced and sung out by an actual opera choir, <laughs> or an actual opera singer they pulled in. Um, and it has, like, camera angle shifts, and it's got it's got new assets built for it from the ground up, and uh, it's fantastic. It is one of those things, though, that you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Uh, you're going to hate that they touched it in any way, or you're going to love what they did with it. I, I don't imagine that too many people are going to be like, nah, that was cool. Okay, yeah. I think you're absolutely going to love it or you're you're going to hate it. Um, yeah, they're going to do more of it. The present, president ordered us to make more use of HD 2D, so we decided to think about remakes of past titles. This is coming from uh, Tomoya Asano. So we lined up possible titles and thought about which could be done in HD 2D and brought them to the president. The list included titles released by Square and Enix for the Super Famicom, ones which were suitable for HD 2D, ones which were unsuitable for it, 
and ones which were impossible to play, like Mahjong games. We lined up all of them and made a presentation that Live Alive was the most suitable. The second place was Act Razor. Well, we already got one. We're getting the other, and more are being considered. More are being considered. Gentlemen, let's finish it up with Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we finish every episode of The Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio. We uh, love having you with us. Appreciate you stopping by, watching the show, watching it on YouTube, on readycheckradio.com, or wherever you're listening to it on one of the audio places. If we've earned it, please give us a subscribe, give us a follow, give us a thumbs up, a like, throw something in the comments, feed that algorithm, and tell your friends. It's easy, it's fast, it's cheap, costs you nothing, and it helps support what we do here. In Love It or Leave It, I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a feature, could be a press release, anything I want. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Gentlemen, we'll start with you, Kronos. Today, I am giving you Live Letter 69 as a single entity. Just one live letter. This particular live letter, Love It or Leave It. I mean, there's a number of reasons to love it, right? It's number 69, so that's a good number. So that's one. Uh <laughs> No, I think it was better than most live letters, to be honest. I think Happy said that earlier, and I, I, I agree. I, I was actually really pleasantly surprised because this was a live letter I didn't think I was going to enjoy much, and it didn't last six hours, so that's another positive. Or at least it didn't last six hours for me. Yeah, for us. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm going to go with love it. Happy. Love it. The next one's going to be sad because I'm only going to love half of it. Yeah, coming March 4th. March 4th, that'll be the big 6.1 reveal. Uh, you know what? I think, I, not to say that it was a bad live letter, but I think I'm going to leave it. Uh, I, I liked the content, but I just feel like there was kind of no real good reason for this to be a live letter. This could have been a posted producer's letter or a 10 or 15 minute YouTube video posted to the site. I, I, I honestly got the feeling that like this live letter was just kind of, hey, we haven't done a live letter in a while and the next one's not coming till March and we're not quite ready to talk about 6.1 yet. So what can we do right now? Um, and they just, okay, let's go live. Um, I like the content. It was more, it was better than I thought it was going to be content wise. So I appreciated the show, but I, I feel like they could have, I feel like they could have just skipped it, done it all in, in March 4th. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Chat, don't go anywhere. Right after the show, we've got a streamer going live. Ms. Faye Death, welcome back. How are you? Hey, thanks. I'm hanging in there. How about you? Uh, good, good, good. Faye was off two weeks ago, and then last week, <laughs> last week, I was like, no show, Tarkot's off. So I like logged off early and went and spent time with the family. Next morning, I'm like, Faye has a message. Are you gonna set the stream up for me? And I'm like, oh my god, I totally forgot about Faye. <laughs> You're good. It's all good. So no it's been two weeks. What play. are you playing today? Uh, one of these days we're gonna finish this game. I promise. You're still <laughs> running from Alien. <laughs> I know. I so I think we're good on the Alien for a minute, though. I don't trust it's actually dead. We are currently having to shoot a whole bunch of robots. Yeah, in the face. normal Joes. No, not the yeah. normal Joe's. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I don't think ever anyone's ever called? been confident the alien's dead. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's never dead. 
the alien is eternal. What are they called? I can't. I can't remember. Animorphs? Working Joes. Working Joes. Oh, Not normal yeah, Joes. Normal Joes is alien. the dodgeball team in the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, that's average Joes. <laughs> average Joes. Good lord. There's too many Joes. Stay tuned. We'll go dark for a few minutes while we relabel everything for Faye. We, of course, will be back next Thursday for another Relic Grind, 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss Gaming Gumbo this Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll, we'll be talking about the world of gaming, including EA and Blizzard and all that fun stuff. Until next week, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, same as always, Twitter. Uh, recently got my BIS, so I'm, I'm BIS warrior now. BIS. Grats, uh, BIS. Uh, um, I, I should get the pterodactyl mount soon. Did you say you're a been, beach? Yeah, beach. Yeah. Yeah, you're a beach. Yeah. You're a I, I'm beach. almost. I'm coming up with the pterodactyl mount. I don't recommend anyone tries to get that. No, mount. don't don't do no, it. No, don't. <laughs> do not do it. Haps, it's always fun having you, my friend. Thank you for doing this on short notice, filling in for Tark. Where can everybody obviously find you? You can find me, Mister Happy One Two Two Seven, at Twitter, Twitch. YouTube and occasionally other platforms when I even care to post on them, but it's too much to keep up with nowadays. Final Phase Six Pixel Remaster. I've committed to a hundred percenting before I play Elden Ring, which is uh, why I've been playing it through this show because every minute I'm not playing it, it's a minute I'm not playing Elden Ring. So I'm all uh, pre-installed, a, ready to go. I can't wait. Can't that is wait. A, a struggle with which I can only survive so much. Um, I am going to be streaming into the evening as well. So I will be, uh, I won't be busy. I will be live like 16 hours a day until this and Elden Ring are done, and then Triangle Strategy comes out. So you got a lot. March, March is going to be busy for yeah, you. March yeah. Oh, gonna... I bought a wheel for Chocobo GP. This will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I assume you're going to play uh, the Final Fantasy One game that I can't. Yeah, Strangers of Paradise. Strangers mm -hmm. of Paradise. Final Fantasy Put Origin. Put out a theory video. I think it's the. Hey, origin are you of checking the out Babylon's Fall at all? I, I got to put if, you on the so, spot. So, okay, I know that I know we're wrapping up the show, but can I say one thing about Babylon's Fall? Yeah, go for it. Go opinion? for it. That's the bomb of 2022. <laughs> like yeah. that's the that's the gaming disaster of that's Platinum Games Fall from Grace for 2022. I kind of agree. I mean, well, yeah. there might be a saving grace somewhere, but I haven't found it in any of the testing. I've I played. I played of. it. Oh, yeah, so have I. I. Played it yeah. yeah, no, that's that's why I'm confident that I'm correct. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're correct, too. I have a feeling you're correct. We'll talk more about it, I'm sure, a week or so from now, because it comes out, what, March 3rd, something like that? Um, Does it? Oh, crap. All right. Isn't that March 3rd? I don't know. I'm not keeping track of that game anymore. I knew it was soon, but I didn't know the day. You know. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> First search result, Babylon's Fall canceled. No, it's not canceled. <laughs> I, they, I, think just, I think they just advertised that there's a demo that transfers. Yeah, March third. March third. Yeah. So March third. They just advertised that. I yeah. Know. Oh, sorry. I, I believe yeah. that was today. It's next I, Thursday. I, it comes out next Thursday. Yeah. Well, like no, I mean they advertised it today. The demo. Uh, for the demo, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, on Twitter. That way you'll know every time we go live with one of our shows or one of our volunteer streamers goes live. I love them very much. Stay tuned for Fade Death. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. <laughs>